Hi folks, this is Emmett Beach. This week's podcast is an essay titled Let a Hundred Plastic Flowers Bloom. In 1956, Chairman Mao announced the Hundred Flowers Campaign when critics of the Chinese Communist Party were allowed relative freedom of speech. Here was a quote from the chairman. The policy of letting a hundred flowers bloom and a hundred schools of thought contend is designed to promote the flourishing of the arts and the progress of society. Historians have debated whether Mao genuinely wanted freedom of expression. Perhaps it was a tactic to allow critics of the government to identify themselves. Way back in the 1980s, I was a young leftist myself. Noam Chomsky taught us the mainstream media was controlled by corporate interests, and that explained why most Americans did not agree with the far left. We couldn't get our views to the people, you see. If only we had our own printing press or TV network, we used to lament while waiting for the next edition of In These Times, it would all be different. In the age of social media, we have achieved that dream. Twitter is your instant printing press. YouTube is your instant TV network. Popular YouTube channels are probably reaching more people than analog legacy media does every day. So the hundred flowers have become a million flowers. Isn't it wonderful to see them all blooming? Yes to the degree they represent a million authentic, separate voices. I sometimes express opinions on Twitter that get a fair amount of pushback. Sometimes that pushback results in interesting conversations, sometimes in just a bunch of angry name-calling. Twitter analytics tell me how often my profile is visited, and I sometimes visit the profile of the person I'm arguing with. Sometimes you see an actual person come through the chaos of the timeline. Comments with personal friends, idiosyncratic opinions, and little local details create a mini-portrait of an actual person. But sometimes I'll see a profile that's built around one extreme opinion of one issue. For example, I might see, Hope all maggots get COVID and die. Pro-science, Christian wife and mom. Or, ally to all BIPOC, LGBTQ, trans people. Exterminate all fascists. Hashtag BLM. He slash him. Go Lakers. A look at their timeline shows 99% of their posts are about the one issue in their bio and 1% about the one thing that apparently represents them as a real person. I always wonder what they talked about before COVID. Were these the people who got emotionally involved in Game of Thrones? Obviously, I'm not criticizing people for expressing opinions. I am a free speech warrior, to use a stupid phrase, who heavily criticized Twitter for kicking off Trump. But I do wonder about the angry tone of these particular accounts. I would think anyone passionate about COVID vaccination is doing so out of concern for the lives of others. 
But I keep hearing from people who seem to relish, indeed hope for, the unvaccinated to suffer and die from COVID. At a minimum, that would seem counterproductive if the real goal is increased vaccination. It's normal to want to communicate with people of your same views, but the emphasis here is on anger anger toward those they disagree with. Uh, Also, uh, when I've engaged with some of those people, I often ask the simple question, how do they know why the people who are not vaccinated aren't vaccinated? Because uh, the extremists I'm talking to uh, will often say that the unvaccinated are all the uh, are all uh, mad Trump supporters, uh, conspiracy-minded, right-wing conservatives, uh, and I'll s- often ask them, "How do you know that?" I mean, yes, I, I've I've seen right-wing accounts on Twitter uh, saying they're not getting vaccinated and talk about conspiracy theories. It's not that those people don't exist, but if there's a hundred million Americans are not vaccinated yet. And I believe the last number I saw was something like 52% of Americans were vaccinated out of 330 a million or so. So that's uh, whatever. It's uh, that's uh, 150 million or so Americans not vaccinated. Some are too young out of 150 million. Okay, but some are not. And we've seen uh, different reasons why. Well, actually, let me back up. I haven't necessarily seen reasons why. I've seen accusations. I've seen opinion polls that say like, oh, a lot of them are uh, uh, people say they're not vaccinated or hesitate to be to vaccinate are registered Republicans. Some are African-Americans who I guess are who, you know, there's uh, uh, people who uh, believe in crazy conspiracy theories that have no basis in reality. And some people believe in conspiracy theories that do have a basis in reality. Uh, I, my point is that uh, there's a lot of uh, talking about who is not vaccinated and not that much really about why they're not vaccinated because no one seems to want to talk to them. They want to demonize them. When I find someone's actions at variance with their stated goals, I question whether I understand their actual goals or if they were being completely honest about their goals. Then I try not to think in terms of conspiracy theories. In April 2017, former CIA chief Michael V. Hayden appeared on the Sam Harris podcast. The accusations of Trump as a Putin puppet were discussed, and Hayden made an interesting point about psychological operations, or psyops. Hayden pointed out he's run a few. His point was psyops cannot create divisions in a society. They can only exploit divisions that already exist. So that's my crazy conspiracy theory. Although a May 20th, 2020 NPR story by Bobby Allen quotes Carnegie Mellon researchers who claim as many as 200 million tweets about COVID were sent by bots. That article suggests the bots were downplaying COVID but I don't see why bots couldn't be used to increase fear of COVID. Perhaps I secretly hope they are mostly bots, but there is no guarantee. People can go so far into a rabbit hole of any belief, religious versus atheist, progressive versus conservative, that it consumes them. The sad case of Ashley Babbitt 
the January 6th rioter who was killed, comes to mind. The rioters had every right and all necessary permits to protest peacefully on January 6th, but some of them had committed themselves to a view completely divorced from reality. Wandering around the Capitol vandalizing offices was not going to change the election. We find ourselves at a dangerous moment. Some liberals are convinced right-wing gangs are around every corner. Some conservatives talk about a communist conspiracy funded by Bill Gates for the Great Reset, although after the divorce, I don't know if Gates still has the money for that. But if we cannot agree in basic facts, we cannot find common ground. As the polarization continues, fewer options become available. We are increasingly constricted until we can only choose one fateful course of action. Bots don't really have freedom of action. They operate within their programming. The last deadly phase will occur when we are the bots, automatically choosing to self-destruct. Thank you.